As a business owner, the first impression that a prospective client gets with you is so incredibly important. And as a photographer, it's even that much more important that your first impression is captivating. Now, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about websites and how that first impression can make or break a decision of whether or not someone is going to hire you. I am so excited to introduce to you our guest, Elizabeth McCravey. We are going to be talking about four critical mistakes that you might be making with your photography website. Elizabeth believes that smart strategy combined with plenty of personality leads to a thriving business. As a web designer, podcast host, and business mentor, she spends her days designing gorgeous strategic website templates from her home in Nashville and shares all of her business strategies, tips, and tricks on her podcast, The Breakthrough Brand Podcast. She has helped over 1,300 business owners highlight their value and show off their skills through her library of beautifully designed and easily customizable website templates. And she's on a mission to help every entrepreneur create a strategic, personality-filled website. Elizabeth is a show-it top designer and a go-to resource for the online business community. Elizabeth is also a wife, boy, mama, and believer. When she's not teaching or designing, you can find her hanging out with her adorable toddler and high school sweetheart husband, putting her certified yoga teacher skills to work, or nose deep in the latest mystery novel. I cannot wait for you guys to hear our conversation today. So if you are ready, grab a pen and a notebook. You're going to want to take some notes here and let's jump right in. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace, so I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey, Elizabeth, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you and to be here with you today. And I cannot wait to talk to you about critical website mistakes that you see photographers making. But before we get started, I would love for you to introduce yourself a bit more and let your list let our listeners know who you are, who you live with and what you do. Yes. Well, I'm so thrilled to be here. I love your podcast. So it's like so fun. I was literally just listening to it this morning before our interview. So I'm really excited to be here. Um, Yeah. So I'm Elizabeth McCravey. 
I am a wife to my high school sweetheart. We started dating like senior year of high school. His name's Adam. I'm a mom to an 18-month-old boy. Um, So fun. His name is Colin. And we live in Franklin, Tennessee, which is like right outside of Nashville. And I'm a website designer. I'm the host of the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. And I also mentor other designers in my program, Booked Out Designer. And I mainly do website templates, though, which I'm excited to talk about today, like website stuff. But I design and sell show it website templates. That's so awesome. I'm so happy to have you here too, because I've been a longtime listener of your podcast and love it. So it's just so fun to get to connect with a fellow podcaster and someone who is a little bit outside my industry, but also very much like inside, like, you know, a lot about photographers, like your templates are great. They're very curated specifically for photographers, which I love. So I'm really excited to kind of get into all the nitty gritty with you today. But I think the very first question that I kind of want to like land on here is I know that we will probably all agree that websites are important, right? Like if you're a photographer, eventually you get a website pretty quickly, I would think. And it's so important and we all know this, but what should photographers really specifically be looking for when they're kind of trying to decide what website platform should I even go with? Yeah. And that's like, you're right. It is an early business decision, especially for photographers. That's typically going to be one of the first things you end up paying for. Um, I, so we both use show it, which is awesome. I love show it. I shout their praises from the rooftops as much as I can and show it was actually when they first started, like truly built for photographers, all their marketing early on was like, we are the website builder for photographers. Um, now years later into them being a company, they've kind of pivoted to be able to be like, Hey, like we know lots of people besides photographers are using this really just people who want creative control over their website, but still show it was built as like the platform for photographers for a reason. Um, So I always recommend show it if like you're just like, hey, I want someone who like knows their stuff to like tell me where to go. I would say show it's a great place to start. With that being said, though, I think an important thing for listeners to know is that you can have a successful photography website on any website builder, on any platform. Um, I think sometimes designers get like so caught up in like, this is the platform I use that you talk as if like there's no other options that could even work. And that's just not true. So you, if you're on something else, you can apply what we're about to talk about. And also you can have a totally successful website. But things I would say to look for outside of the fact that I recommend show it would be that you need a website platform that's going to allow you to create a really visually driven website so that you can showcase your work really easily. So um, it's even thinking about templates specifically, templates have lots of photo slots so that you can put in your work. Uh, second thing would be a website you can update yourself frequently as your work changes. So um, you don't want to have to constantly call up your designer every time you have a new session or your service offering changes or or you want to update your bio a little bit, you need to be able to do all that yourself, which show it really allows you to do both those things well. Yes. And I will second that. I actually used a ton of website platforms before show it and they were just not customizable enough. Like I'm not a designer, so I don't know coding, but I still really care about the visuals and how my website operates. And I just noticed that show it was so much more user friendly. It's very drag and drop. I mean, you can literally change anything and everything. And I I love it for that purpose. So 
I'll just echo what you say about show it. It's great. So awesome. So when we're talking about creating a website, I think a lot of new photographers DIY their own website, right? It's like, they don't, they're not making a lot of money yet. So they're like, okay, I need a website. I'm just going to make my own. But what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that you see photographers make when they DIY their own website? Yeah. Okay. So first mistake, I see this all the time, unfortunately, on really any location-based type of company's website, but specifically for photographers. So a big mistake is not saying very quickly on the site and very clearly and in a bold way that everyone can read easily where you are located. So just like for any sort of brick and mortar business, like a restaurant, for example, like we want to land on that restaurant's website and know like, is this in my city? Can I even go here? If it's a shop, can I even shop here? The same is true for photographers. So if someone finds you maybe on Google, on Instagram, on TikTok, wherever, and now they're on their webs- your website, they need to be able to know is she or he, are they in my location? Um, and, and I think a reason sometimes photographers don't want to do this is because you want to shoot weddings and sessions, rather, regardless of what type of photography you do outside of where you live. And in that case, I would say doing something like based in this location. So if it was made based in Nashville, Tennessee, but shooting weddings worldwide, saying something like that. So you're still, you're still saying, Hey, if you're not where I live, but you like this work, still reach out, but telling people where you are. So people just really, really want to know. And I think a lot of times I see photographer websites where they do put where they are located, but it's only on their about page or it's deep within a paragraph on the homepage. But in reality, you want to like be leading with that in a sense. So it should be like, pretty front and center on your homepage or, or, and, or really both of these would work also in like your navigations, another great option. So that's on every page or in the footer of your website. So you can have a little blurb, like I just said in the footer of like based in Nashville, Tennessee, but shooting weddings worldwide, that could be in your footer and it's just going to be on every page. So it's right there. And with that as well, you can also work your SEO settings to put in where you're located. So like a great title for your homepage might be like your business name dash the type of photography you do dash based in your location so that you're really like hitting those keywords. And that's a whole other conversation of SEO around your location. But that's a great starting point of just making sure that your website actually says where you're located if you want to show up in search results. And if you don't want to confuse potential clients of like, wait, where is she? So yes, that's so smart. I love that. And you answered my question because I was going to ask you about is it okay to put it in the footer? Is that like apparent enough for people to know? And I think that people like are getting used to the fact that you scroll down to see where they're located. But I even think just having it, you know, as part of your like differentiator at the top of your website is just really important because again, the whole point of a website is user experience, right? Like you want the person that's coming to look not to have to sit and guess if you're for them. So I love the idea, like you said, of putting it towards the top and the bottom, right? So I love that. What would be another mistake that you see photographers often making? Yes. So another one is focusing on having like a ton of images, a ton of examples of your work, instead of just focusing on the most quality Um, images 
that you have to offer. So we want to, on our website, show the best of the best. Um, so focusing on quality over quantity and maybe leaving places like Instagram and other places you're marketing for showing maybe a session that you did that like wasn't the best, but you want to use it in a reel or something. But on your website, trying to lead with like, these are my best sessions. These are my best work. This is the most powerful image. It's really going to make people want to work with me. So I, yeah, just knowing that like, you don't have to put every session you ever do on your portfolio. You might blog every session. That's a really great way to like build up SEO to show portfolio work, but it doesn't have to be like on that portfolio page or used on your homepage or used on your service page. Instead, focus on like the best, the best images. And then you can have other areas that you're showing your expertise besides with the images. So like using testimonials, um, press features you've had, statistics like showing I've done this many sessions or traveled to this many cities, um, things like that, that really kind of showcase your expertise, but like through a roundabout way, but letting your portfolio just be the best of the best. And then as you grow your photography business back on how we said earlier, you want a website that you can actually update yourself, frequently changing it out of like, as you improve and you'll probably be improving every single session you do change out the photos to be the like most up to date of your work and the quality of your work. Yeah, such a great tip. I love that so much. And one thing I just want to add to that I think like I've seen some photographers do, but I think it's really it's a cool way to do this is to do a link to like featured galleries. So maybe some of your favorite weddings or some of your favorite sessions, you would create a curated portfolio that was just from that particular event or that particular session. That way people can kind of get a vibe of like, start to finish what their session would be like with you versus just like seeing a handful of really beautiful images because any photographer can get lucky with a few great photos, but like, can you deliver through my entire session? So that's a cool tip too, I think as well is including, you know, the the full session experience, but curating it obviously. So it's not overwhelming and putting it with another link. So it's not just all over the website page and keeping it really nice and and put together. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's, yeah, when I think about like if I am looking to book someone, like as someone who might book a photographer, it is like, yeah, I want to see like for my wedding day, like, can you do, like, what does it actually look like all the things, not just like that one, you know, money shot that's like the great, like, this is like the perfect one, but instead like, what does it look like the whole time? Yeah, yeah I love absolutely. So I think that's a great tip for photographers to implement as well. Okay. What are the other mistakes that you see? Yeah. So, okay. Another one. And this one, like, I feel like I've told this, this mistake, like talked about it so many times, but it's such a bigger mistake even now if you're doing this, but not linking to your social media accounts from your website. So this is true for any business, but I think especially true for photographers and it's true more today than ever. But often, and Ashley, I'm sure you can relate to this when you're on someone's website, like maybe you found them from Google and now you're on their website. Oftentimes we want to explore as we consider booking them on our turf is what I like to call it, which is social media. So if someone is really comfortable on Instagram, like that's where they hang out, they're scrolling all the time on there. That's where they looked at other photographers they're considering. They're going to want to just quickly click over to your Instagram and they might actually want to spend more time looking at your Instagram than they do your website. Um, but then when they're really at that point of like, am I going to book her? That's when they're back on your website, but people want to explore 
on their turf, which might be Instagram, might be Facebook, um, kind of depending or, you know, TikTok even depending on like what your niche is within photography. But basically on your website, you want to make those social icons um, really easy to click. Um, so again, talking about like um, the navigation and footer, having it in your navigation is a great option. So, you know, you have your home about service, contact, blog, all of those options, maybe having like off to the side, you know, the Instagram icon, Facebook, Pinterest, whatever ones you're using. And you could also have it there or alternatively only, you could do both or just one in the footer. So a common thing that I think is great for photographers and just in business right now and like a trend even on websites for years is to have your Instagram feed in the footer of your website where it's going to be loading in your most recent post. People click on it. It's going to lead them to your Instagram profile or to that specific post. That's just so clear and obvious, right? Like we see that and we know that is going to link to their Instagram profile. If I'm like, hey, I'm on your website for like a few seconds. Like you got to get my attention. You got to get me to like take the next right step. If that person's next right step for them is clicking over to your Instagram, those options are going to show them how to do that really quickly. So do either, I would say either both of those or just one of those if you're using social media for your business. So I get that some people might be like, hey, I'm actually not even really using Facebook, then maybe don't link to your Facebook because that just makes it look like, wait, is she even in business if we click to your Facebook? <laughs> exactly. Since 2020? Yeah. So only link to the ones that you're like actively using that are going to further show that potential client why they should work with you. Um, but I know for a lot of photographers, that is going to be Instagram and probably Facebook as well, probably Pinterest as well. So link out to those and make it really easy for people to click over there. And don't be offended if they are making the decision from looking at your Instagram and think about that even, that that might be where people are spending more of their time um, in that decision-making process. Yes, that's such a great point too, because it is frustrating when you go to someone's website and you just want to like check them out on the social and their links are nowhere to be found. And you're like, you've got to go to Instagram and you're like typing and you're looking for their name. And then all of a sudden you're just frustrated and you're like, done, like on to the next person, right? So I think that's really, that's so important. And one thing too, I just want to mention is just because you link to your socials do not mean does not mean that you shouldn't be updating your website because i do yeah. see a lot of photographers that tell me oh check my instagram it's more updated than my website and i'm like that should not be happening you want to make sure both are updated right and especially your website cuz that's the first impression and like you said the instagram is probably where they're going to go binge a lot of your photos cuz they just want to really quickly at a glance see can this person deliver consistent images? And they might look be looking for like location ideas and stuff like that. But don't forget to update your website, like like Elizabeth said. Yeah. Okay. And then I think you have one more, right? One more mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So the last mistake I would say that I see a lot, and this one's really, really common, especially for new photographers, but listing too many service options. Um, and by that I mean on your service page, it being like, you do birth photography, you do a newborn, you do family, you do weddings, you do branded business, you do senior photography, just saying that you do all of it um, and having like tons of information about all those options, all the pricing, all the like details. Um, it's going to feel really crowded on your website because it's difficult to speak well to each of those niches when you are like trying to talk to all of them from the same website. So, um, I think there's a lot of, and I'd be curious your thoughts on this, Ashley, as like a business coach photographers. But like when I think about 
early on in my business, I started out doing like all the things and that was good and right for me. Um, I did, you know, branding websites. I would do um, random billboard. I did some billboard designs. I did all the random stuff. I um, did social media management. But as I like figured out what I was starting to like more and more, I curated my website. So like for me, I was actually managing people's social media accounts for over a year where I wasn't marketing that. So it was like I was doing that and it was something maybe you could book with me, but I'm not talking about it from my website because I knew I was trying to pivot to branding website design. So that's what I'm going to lead with from my website. So just know like where are you wanting your business to head? Um, know that like, say, so say you want to do weddings and that's like what your thing is going to be. You can still do family photography, but that not be like the lead thing on your website. Or you could still book you know, the brand session with your friend who's starting a business and not have that be like what you're leading with. So I would say when we think about like what services we're marketing, one to three types of photography max, if not like way less than that. Um, and then within those, you can have, you know, multiple service options. So you might have like two different wedding packages or three different wedding packages and things like that. But this is going to help you systematize it all because there's less things to set up systems for and also make marketing easier, like I said, because then you're not having to talk to seniors in high school and also brides at the same time on your website. Yeah. And I would 100% agree with that. Like I coach all of my students to choose one niche, one thing that you really want to be known for. And obviously, like if you do weddings, then you're going to do engagements too. So that's two different types of photography, but it's, you're speaking to the same general audience. Same with like, you know, maternity and newborn, like those just kind of like really lend well to each other. But like you said, if you're doing like two completely different things like boudoir and then high school seniors, like that's going to be really difficult. You're going to want to have two separate websites, right? Definitely for boudoir. That was totally out there, but you want to be sure that you're speaking to one person. And I heard this advice too from someone who's also like a, like, I think she's an SEO specialist mostly is what she focuses on. But she was talking about how you should basically have a service page for each individual service that you add to your site. That way it's um, good for SEO, but also it's not overwhelming to your viewer who's coming to your page. That way they can kind of like choose their own adventure on your website and be like, I'm interested in family photography or I'm interested in your wedding packages. So they're totally separate. So I think that's that's a, a good tip as well. And something I've done as a designer for photographer sites is like if you do have like services that are like we're saying for two very different audiences, like on the homepage, you know, you have that hero section where you have, you know, a great eye-catching photo or video and then a little info and then maybe a little section about you. Maybe the third section is like a, I'm a bride or I'm a senior. And then they click which one they are. And then that leads them to like that experience that can be really helpful too for like navigating multiple services. Yeah. I love that. So helpful. Okay. So moving kind of into the homepage must-haves, what would you say every photographer should have on their homepage? Yeah. So two, there's so much you can talk about with a homepage of like different flows and things to like, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on homepages, but the two things I would say that like, it like must haves first should be a photo of you. And that's like, unfortunately something a lot of photographers kind of miss on their website. Like I see it very often where we have to hunt to find out like who is the actual person behind the camera. It's like, maybe there's a photo on the about page, but that's like it. 
you know? Um, and that's really unfortunate because when someone is booking you as their photographer, they're booking you. They're not just booking like what your portfolio looks like. And they want to see like, Hey, who is the person, um, I'm inviting to my wedding day? Who's the person I'm inviting to my birth? Like, you know, all these different, um, types of things. It's really like, I mean, being a photographer is like an intimate job in a lot of ways. Like someone's inviting you into a super important, um, time in their life. So they want to see who you are. So put a photo of yourself. I would say on the homepage, not just on your about page, not just on your contact page next to the contact form, but actually on your homepage. And ideally when we think about the photo of you, um, if you're thinking about like, what should that particular photo be like? I would say you looking in the camera, like looking directly at it versus like, we, you definitely want some photos in your, um, you know, photos to use in your marketing where you're like, you know, on your laptop, you're looking away, you're holding the camera over your face. Those are great to have. But on the homepage, try to get one where you're looking directly into the camera and smiling and where there's a lot of warmth. Um, maybe you're holding your camera or something to like show that it's like, you know, branded for like you being a photographer. Um, but yeah, having that photo of you. And then the other must have, we really kind of already talked about this, but having the location. Um, again, whether that's in your navigation footer and therefore on the homepage, or if it's like directly in that top hero section of your homepage, which hero is just literally the big section that we see when we first land on someone's website, but having it one of those places and don't just put the city, put your state as well. Um, because a lot of times someone somewhere else might be like, I don't know where that is. We want to be really, really <laughs> clear. Um, if you're, you know, maybe you're not in the U S but you have a lot of U S followers put like the go even further, you know? So those would be the two things. Yes, I love that. And I will add that one thing too, that I think a lot of photographers miss is they lead with photos as that hero image, which is great because you want to have a photo or they lead with their logo and their logo is like really big and their photos are really big. And it's like when they're looking at maybe a dozen different photographer websites, you want to be the, the photographer that stands out. So putting text in that, like above the fold, that first thing that they see, you want to put captivating text that's going to tell them, like, how are you different from all these other photographers? What do you specialize in? What is your gifting? Why should I hire you versus the other 12 people? You only get a few seconds to really grab their attention. So use that space. That real estate is prime. And I see so many photographers miss the mark with just putting a pretty photo that looks like everyone else's pretty photo. Yeah, that's so true. And like a problem with doing that as well, which is another common photography website problem. If you don't have enough words, you literally are not going to be able to rank that page on Google because Google needs you to have a certain amount of words. So it's like, if all we're seeing is like captivating photos for your day and that's like, yes. then just photos, it's like, that's not really going to um, do much for you. So yeah, having some text is going to help you with SEO too. Yes. So good. This has been so helpful. We have more, a little bit more time though. And I really want to chat with you about some website trends that you are seeing. What are some things that you are seeing? Are all of these good trends? Are they trends we should skip? Fill us in. Okay. So yes, I love talking about website trends because it's so fun seeing like, okay, what's working now? What 
used to be working but isn't anymore. And I feel like everyone can agree that like social media has changed so much in like the last year to two years, like with reels and TikTok literally becoming a thing. I mean, there's just so much changing and that does affect like our overall experience on the internet. Um, so some some trends I'm seeing on websites particularly that like are things to work into your business. Um, one would be using video on your website. And when I say using video, I don't mean, which this is great too, but I don't mean like embedding a Vimeo or YouTube video. That's great. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is that more B-roll style auto playing videos that loop. So they're often like, you know, maybe 15 seconds and it just keeps looping. And it's you, um, you know, shooting on a wedding day and we're seeing you with your camera or someone sitting in their office or, you know, a family session kind of taking place, like those sorts of videos. They're just auto playing. They're big on the screen and maybe even it's blacked out a little bit and there's white text over it with some parallax, like that type of vibe and that movement that comes from using video is really going to help keep people's attention on your website, make it more exciting, make it stand out. Um, Yeah, so that's a big one. And that's even like looking at just how like right now people are very into not only video, but I would add like fast moving video. Like I actually was looking at, um, it wasn't a real, it was an IGTV, which doesn't even exist anymore. I'm pretty sure Instagram literally got rid of that. Um, but I made it like two launches ago for my course booked out designer. And I was literally in preparing for like that promotional period coming up. I was looking at like, okay, old content I've done for it. And I was watching the IGTV and I was like, this would not work now. Cause it was one testimonial playing for two minutes straight, just one person talking. I'm like, people want like quick, quick movement. So that we want to see like one person saying something for five seconds, someone saying something for 10 seconds and so on and so forth. Um, That's kind of what Reels has like created for us. And B-roll on our website can feel that same way of like little clips kind of put together um, to keep people's attention and show show behind the scenes of your business in that way. Um, and something else I would say to photographers, if you are working with brands at all, consider is that something you could add to your offerings of just shooting some B-roll type footage um, as like an add-on, an extra upgrade to a session that they could use on their website. Um, that's really, really helpful. Um, I actually just did a brand photo shoot like two weeks ago and my brand photographer did that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I have all this really high quality footage that I can now use on my website. Another trend I would say that I'm seeing um, is that professional imagery is still number one on websites. So right now, especially with the rise of TikTok, social media has gotten so much more casual. Whereas at one point, Instagram was super curated. Um, you know, Facebook was even more curated, but now like, I don't, I don't actually use TikTok. I just like see TikToks that are repurposed other places. But I mean, I know that people are like on there just like in with their hair in a messy bun, just chatting to the camera. And that's like the kind of content that does really well there. Even on Instagram with reels, those are way more casual. But with that being true, when someone goes to your website, they still want to see professional work, professional photos, not like you know, iPhone quality pictures all over the place. So that's good news for photographers, right? That we still want like those beautiful brand images, even if maybe people are like more likely to share an iPhone photo now on Instagram than they were at one point. Um, So that's really cool. And definitely like maybe trends not even the right word, but more like something just to be aware of that just because social media is looking one way doesn't mean our websites are going to be different. And then a third trend I've been seeing is using larger text. So like 
bigger, just bigger, (laughs) basically. Like, whereas at one point, like I would say a few, maybe even a year ago, um, just everything being smaller was more in. But even with like video being bigger, I just think making stuff bigger, all your text bigger on your website is going to help it kind of be more um, on trend with the way other websites are looking now. And I think it has to be big because you have to get people's attention now. <laughs> it's like yeah. all the, all we are looking for is like quick, fast, like video. And now it's like you have even less time to capture people's attention on your website. So the fewer like amounts of text you have, the less text, let's put it that way, the less text you have, the better because people really just skim websites anyways. They're looking for those bold headlines of like, does this apply to me? Do I care about this? And so really be strategic too when you're doing your website of making sure that you are only putting in the most important information because that's what people are going to gravitate towards. So yeah, that's so true. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. This has been so fun and so helpful. And I know that it will help so many other photographers just be able to audit what they have, or maybe even, you know, give them great tips before they get started. But before we go, I'd love for you to share with us more about how people can connect with you, how they can grab one of your amazing show it templates and yeah, all those things. Yes. Love it. Yeah. So, okay. I'm um, at Elizabeth McCravey on Instagram. I love posting and sharing there. I'm also a podcaster. So the Breakthrough Brand Podcast is my show. And that is, it's a lot of like, here's how I've done things in my business type of content where I'm sharing like behind the scenes. I also have a lot of guest interviews. Ashley is someone you guys can come here on my podcast. So look for that interview when you come check it out. And then um, my show it templates are found on my website at elizabethmccravey.com. And we have a coupon code that Ashley, you can put in the show notes for listeners of this to get like 10% off templates. So if you're looking for you know a photography website that's like matching all the stuff we're talking about here, um, my templates are a great place to look. Awesome. I'm so excited and I can't wait for them to see your templates. They're so beautiful. And literally all you do is just like swap your photo, swap your text and everything's already curated for you. So definitely go check those out. All these links will be in the show notes. And thank you so much, Elizabeth. It's been so fun. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, friends. Wasn't that so incredible? I absolutely love learning from Elizabeth. I know that she had so much great information for all of us to take and implement. And I would love for you to check out all of her show at templates. I have a link in the show notes and that 10% off code that you can grab by using the code Ashley 10 and I just can't wait for you to see them. They are so beautifully designed. Love them. And I know that you will as well. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it and share it out on Instagram and tag me at the purpose gathering and Elizabeth at Elizabeth McCravey. And let us know what your favorite part and biggest takeaway was from today's episode. As always, mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things, and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, 
head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.